0: Just a bit loud, Simon, I think. Otherwise, you'll hear me in Mexico. But I guess they can hear me in Mexico anyway, because of the internet. Yeah. Yep, that's better, I think. Okay, good. Morning, everybody. We live in interesting times. Maybe you don't feel that interesting times, but they're certainly uh, shaking the world, aren't they? Some people might say the end is coming. That's true, the end is coming, it's closer today than it was yesterday. But doesn't that change our perspective? I really want to speak from a place of, is our world getting reframed in this time? Uh, I don't know whether you've had the inconvenience of going into uh, a Wix or a building supplies to try and get some face masks and be told you're only allowed one pack. Why one pack? Because I know this to be true because I've been teaching some of these students. there were Chinese students, as other nationalities as well, going in and trying to buy a whole crate full of them and send them back home. Maybe you an inconvenience by only being allowed to have one a sanitizer in one or two sanitizers in your favorite chemist, whatever your favorite chemist is. But it's an inconvenience. It's an inconvenience. Um, I brought a sanitizer in, in, in London on my way in to teach on Thursday. Um, and the lady behind me said, is there any more to the lady in the shop? And she went, no, and I said, you can have mine. I really wasn't, I was just buying one just to take into the classroom. So I just really want to start from a point of view. Are we just feeling we're being inconvenienced? Because I want to talk to us this morning about walking with peace in difficult times. John 14, verses 1 to 4 says this, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you will be also. And where I go, you know, and the way you know. Let not your heart be troubled. Let not your heart be troubled. I mean, it's so easy. I mean, the the, the news is just so full of stuff that we end up talking only about the latest status of things. And I think, what about my heart? What about my life? What about my relationships? And even as I was praying just to step up and share this morning, I sensed that there's someone in the room or someone online or maybe someone who's listening later who has thought of someone you haven't spoken to for years. And in this moment, you're just thinking, maybe I should speak to them. Go for it. I, and let me encourage you, go for it. This is a time to reach out and speak to those who uh, have become disconnected through um, relationship breakdown, through isolation. Speak to, speak to hearts, speak to lives. Do not let your heart be troubled. That's a choice. Do not let. Do not let. That means that there, there's a place where we can allow it. We're in good. Now, who's the gatekeeper of our hearts? We are. We're the gatekeepers of our hearts. We choose what we allow in or not. Just in the same way, you choose or we choose who we're going to let in into our house. You know, someone comes and knocks on the door. Hello, I've come to check your electricity meter. Oh, well, I've got one of those smart meters. You know, why do you need to check my electricity meter? I don't know whether they're kosher or not. The point I'm saying is. We choose whether we allow them in or not. We choose what we allow to affect our hearts or not. That's not coming in today. I'm not allowing that. That's a choice we make. Let not your heart be troubled. What's part of the solution? Part of the solution is to believe in God. Believe also in Jesus. For God has gone before us. It goes on to say in John 14 there and says, I will go and prepare. A place for you. We could also read that in Psalm 23. I have prepared a place at the banqueting table. He goes before us. So this is not, this is not new to God. These times are not times of, uh, of where, where God is stepping away. God is stepping in. Just as Maureen said, go and, go and take the truth of the word and take it and share it and see what will happen. I've seen pictures and I've seen shelves myself that are completely empty of things. And I, I just don't understand. I don't understand why suddenly we, we seem to need the toilet more because we need more toilet paper. I just... You know, and uh, you know, there are alternatives to toilet paper. You know, I, I don't need to go back that long ago when my grandmother used to talk to me about using newspaper in the, to, in, in the, in the little room outside. And now we have a room inside that, you know, is warm, but, pff, why we need more toilet paper, I have no clue. I have no clue. But I think, I think what drives it is a selfish spirit. I haven't got enough, and just in case I might not have tomorrow, or next week, or the month after next, I'll get more. And I believe the kingdom's a kingdom of generosity and of selflessness. So let me encourage you, if you've got 24, let me stick with the toilet roll theme. If you've got too many and you want to share some with someone who hasn't got some, go for it. Go for it. Share. In in this season, let's be generous, not selfish. Philippians chapter 2, verses 12 and 13 says this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, not as in my presence only, But now much more in my absence, work out your salvation with fear and trembling, for it is God who works in you both to will and to do for his good pleasure. In good times and bad, God is working in us and through us. We can be the light bearers, we can be the carriers of the word, and we can take them. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be uh, breaking any guidances from whether you choose to handshake or not, or whether you want to do the elbow bop, or whatever it is you want to do. But you know, we can still reach out to people. We can, we can use our phones. We can WhatsApp people. We can talk to people through the door. Let me give you a couple of things that I've been thinking about in preparing this. Do we know the phone numbers of our neighbours? I mean, as, you know, I'm, going to go, I'm going to go to the scripture that talks about who is my neighbour. That's where I'm going. That's one of the scriptures I'm going to head towards. Who is my neighbour? Well, we know who our physical neighbours are, but in this world where maybe, wouldn't it be crazy to say, well, I've, I've gone into isolation, but I just want to come around and make sure you're okay. Actually, so you know, a good thing would be to know our, know our neighbor's phone numbers, especially if they're older or frailer. At least we could check and say, are you okay? You know, if they said, well, actually, I've run out of something, we could go and get it for them and leave it on their doorstep. We don't have to compromise their, their immunity barriers or whatever. But the point I'm making is let's, let's not allow this to shut us down. Let's push in and use the technology that we have to be able to reach out. I mean, the fact that we're reaching out today, I'm sure there will be more people watching today than there were last week. Yasmin's nodding, so there are. There were more people watching last week than there were the week before. We had, I I think, um, 500 minutes being watched of the service last week before the service had finished. That's quite a lot of people from all around the world. And so, actually, I think this will be a game-changer. I think this, 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 this season that we're in of uncertainty and moving will cause people to change habits, will cause churches to change habits, will cause us to get more engaged online, not less, as we reach out to those who wouldn't even darken our doors. But maybe, maybe they might have taken a leaflet from Maureen or Lorraine and then, oh, okay, let me see if I can find a church that I can connect with. They don't even have to walk through the door, and suddenly God's speaking to them. Work out our salvation. Let's get on with doing what we've been called to do. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Be anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which passes all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Jesus. Now it doesn't mean that we shouldn't be concerned, but anxiety becomes a lifestyle. Anxiety will lead to pressure. Living in in a life of anxiety, our blood pressure goes up, our immune systems are impacted. God knows. And so he says, be anxious about nothing, not nothing. Doesn't say don't be concerned, but don't live in a place of anxiety. How do we get out of that place of anxiety? We bring it back to God. God, you know I'm concerned about this. Um, Please help me. And the peace of God which passes all understanding. Peace is an amazing thing. If we can have peace over a situation, if we can have peace over a circumstance, we behave differently. If we have confidence and faith, we behave differently. You know, God goes before us, he goes with us. And so let's do it with thanksgiving. We know the parable of the Good Samaritan. I'm going to read just a couple of verses at the beginning and the end of Luke chapter 10. Um, Jesus has talked about the power of the Good Samaritan. And one of the disciples says in verse 29, he says this, as he wants to justify himself, who is my neighbour? Well, okay, I've already answered that question for where you live, but also where you work. Who sits at the desk to your left and to your right? And then when we, then uh, people will be home working. People will be home working. But sometimes I think we need to reframe things. There will be people, I, I, I met people on the train on Thursday who said, next week I will not be travelling into work. I'm working from home. And they were talking about it as being an inconvenience, not being able to go to work. And I I turned to one particular gentleman I was chatting to and said, so what are you going to do with the extra 10 hours a week you've now gained? Because you're no longer having to get on the train and go, "There's, there's an extra 10 hours you can do something with. What are you going to do with that? And he said, I'd never thought about that, Dave. I said, well, let me reframe your world. Instead of spending the time sitting on the train reading a book... You will now have the freedom to choose. Maybe you could tidy up a drawer at home that you've been meaning to tidy up for weeks. Maybe you could decorate a room in those ten hours because you will no longer have to commute. For those people who are choosing to isolate or self-isolate for whatever reason, but maybe you're still feeling pretty healthy, what are you going to do in that isolation? There are—I am sure—every single person in this room and people listening online—we have a to-do list of things. That we'd love to get round to do, now's the opportunity. Now's the opportunity to do some of those things. I'm not saying don't, don't worry and do some of those other things, but, but there's an opportunity. Just reframe things. An opportunity to get to know people in different ways and different dimensions. Connect with them and think about it. New opportunities. Let's take peace. If God's given us peace, let's take it and give it to somebody else. Because I believe that God gives us more than enough. And so if we're pressed down and running over, full of peace, then we can afford to be poured out a little. We can afford for a little peace to flow from our lives to others. If we can speak peace, then maybe that'll be just like dropping oil on water. Just bring peace to people's situations and hearts and circumstances. If we've given away a little bit of his peace, I'm sure he'll fill us up again. And if we source a piece beyond our own understanding, God will do incredible, amazing things. I believe we're in a season of new opportunities. I believe we're in a season when we will reframe things. And if what I said at the beginning is true, that actually we are closer to the end times, then doesn't that drive us even more to want to talk to the important people about the important things? I mean if it is closer you know we, we, we can read revelation and we can read about plagues and pestilences and locusts and earthquakes all that have happened in the last few months with increasing regularity if that's true then shouldn't that drive us to try and reach people doesn't mean we have to go r- suddenly start ra- r- running around and knocking on doors but we can reach people we can talk to them we can share we can speak peace and pursue it Romans 8 verse 28, I know we know this scripture, but in this season how will this apply? And we know that all things, not some things, all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to his purposes. I think if I look back over the last 20 years, there's been a number of times when you might say there's been a reset going on in community around the world. Y2K said the world was going to come to an end. All the computers were going to stop. that um, Power generating plants wouldn't switch on. We got through it. The credit crunch in 2008 said a step change. Control, opt, delete, reset. I was talking with a young man who... Uh, what would he be about 26 27 he said I've I've never I've never felt some of the things I'm feeling right now said you're right there's probably a generation who you go have to go a long way back to be feeling this kind of concern but maybe there's a control alt delete going on for those who aren't computer geeks in the room control alt delete is what you do when you want to reset your computer and restart it maybe there is a resetting going on and so in the midst of this journey Will we take peace and pursue it? Will we walk with peace into our situations? Will we allow peace to fill us up and not the other stuff? Let's allow peace to overwhelm us, not our circumstances. I've got into a habit now of, um, I don't use the phrase, under the circumstances. When people say, how are you doing? Probably four or five years ago, I might from time to time say, not too bad, under the circumstances. Well, am I under circumstances or am I on top of them because of who I am in Christ? I'm full of peace and I will pursue more. And so, if we now turn to Paul's letter to the Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and just let me read you just a couple of verses here, but I'd encourage you to read the whole of the first part of this chapter. But verse 3 says this, For when they say peace and safety, and then suddenly destruction comes upon them. When they say peace and safety, people say, keep well, keep safe. But what stops us? Well, in this time, I would go on to read from verse 6 and say, Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Let's be ready. Let's be ready to, 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 to have capacity to do things. Let's be ready to share what God has given us. Let's be ready to respond to Him prompting us and provoking us so that we can give and share. And then in verse 11, it says this therefore, comfort each other and edify one another, just as you are also doing. Edify, encourage. In this current climate, I think encouragement is one of the things that's rapidly disappearing. And so, and, and again, it doesn't mean you have to meet people. Just, you can just wave at them and say, hey, how are you doing? We can WhatsApp, we can, we can text, we can pick up the phone. We can do all these things. And so, what are we as a church going to be doing? Well, some of the things that just want to put up on the board just some things. What will we do? We'll keep you informed. You know, things are changing. There are people who said I'm going to, who, who left work on Friday night, said I'm going to work on Monday, and now they're not. It's moving fast. So, you know, as and when, so we're meeting this morning. I don't know whether we'll be meeting next week. I'll be honest with you. If we we're in Belgium right now, we wouldn't be meeting. They've closed down even small meetings. So I don't know, but we will keep you informed as best we can. We'll share that on WhatsApp and on the website. Um, I also want to encourage people to say, get into the Word. So I'm going to encourage people to do that. We have lots of ways of sharing materials. Um, I'm going to encourage us to look in this next season of a Bible study on Right Now Media, which I will share by every platform I possibly can. On, we'll look at Colossians together. So it'll be something that you, maybe that's something you could do with your... Maybe if you've only got a 10-minute commute, you've only saved an hour a week, but if you're no longer going to have to work, maybe you could... Share in a Bible study. Maybe you could share it with somebody else. Uh, one of the things we, we, we've now facilitated, I've now facilitated um, is that the Bible studies that we will gather around on, on Right Now Media, you can share with your friends and they will be able to access it too. So it's not, you know, so um, s- some things. And we will help where we can, where it's wise to do so. I can't promise we can do whatever you need. But we can. We can help. We were talking only with people... Uh, Julie was only talking with some of the people in our street and saying, can we share some phone numbers so that if somebody is housebound and needs some shopping delivered and they, they don't do the internet, well, as a neighbour, that's where we could step up and do some things. And then what, what I'm hoping that, w- that, w- that we, can do, we can do personally is stay in touch with people. Don't allow I- isolation to drive you to a place of loneliness. Being on your own is not the same as loneliness. It's a mindset. And actually, you know, it, maybe if you're on your own physically in a house and then you have to self-isolate for whatever reason, you know, let somebody know so that we can, we can have you in mind, we can pray for you, we can talk to you, we can pick up the phone and ring you if, you, if that's what you want. But please do stay in touch, reach out to people, and especially people who God brings to your mind. And this may not apply to just people in the room and people who are part of church, but maybe just anybody. God might just bring someone to mind. Take, this, take it as a prompt, as a moment, to ring them, to message them, to connect with them. Encourage one another. I, I think the economy for the next season, I'm not talking about money now, the encouragement economy is, is on decline. And I think we as a church need to play our part to invest encouragement. Bless others. So, so, you know, speak good things over them. You know, if, if you happen to bump into someone and, you know, and they're continually staying on your mind, speak good things over them. Pray for them. Pray blessings upon their lives. Pray blessings upon their circumstances. And then do what you can safely and wise. But let's not hold back, church. Let's not step back and go, Ooh, I'm going to hunker down. Gonna, you know, we, there's a saying, I guess, I don't know how well it translates into other cultures, but an Englishman's home is his castle. That's a a saying, but there's something there about, okay, let me get in the house, let me shut the doors, let me shut the world out, I'm safe, I'm okay. Well, do you know what? I, I want to encourage us to make sure others are okay too. And let's do what we can in this season to bring peace to other people, to bring hope to other people. In the midst of bringing peace and hope, I am absolutely sure we will have opportunities to share the gospel. What makes you say what you say? Well, this does, and this does, and he does. Because he's done it before and he'll do it again. And people don't have to come to church for a miracle to happen. People don't have to come to church for us to pray. People don't have to come to church to engage with church. We're already engaging 24-7 through the internet. We're already engaging the world through this little church here in in Egham. We're doing that. And we're reaching the nations. And if you want it, you know, let me give you an example of how you might be able to help us in this endeavour. You know, I updated a number of pages on the website um, yesterday afternoon just to make them more, more appropriate. If you want to go and have a look at the church website and if you think there's something missing, let us know. Because you know, it's not perfect, it's nowhere near perfect. But it's a work in progress. And it's another way of connecting with people. And I'm absolutely certain in this season people will come to Christ for the first time because they will have asked questions they've never asked before. And they they need people to ask those questions. And that's the church. That's you and me. God, where are you? Why is this happening? Now, we may not feel we have the answers, but he does. There's been many times in my life I've been asked questions I don't know the answer to. Let me give you one. Um, As I kind of draw this to a close, I had the privilege for a season of being a chaplain in Surrey Police. And I I was based over in uh, Guildford, and I used to drive across to Guildford on a regular basis. And one of the teams that I was responsible for was the firearms team. I used to to have to meet with them at least um, once a week. And I was walking across the cafe, quarter to eight in the morning, walking across the cafe in Mount Brown over in Guildford, And the guy said, hey, Dave, Dave, we've got a question for you. And then I turned and realised the whole firearms team who were on duty today were all, before their shift, gathering together in the canteen, doing a pre-briefing. And I went and sat with them, and he said, yeah, we've got a question for you, Dave. I said, ah, okay, what, what is it? And he said, when we've done everything that we're trained to do and we have to pull the trigger, what does God think? And I'll be honest with you, it's probably the same response you just had, I don't know the answer to that question. I'll go away and I'll pray about it and I'll come back with something. And I came back with something and I'm still working on the answer if I'm really honest with you. I came back with an answer, which I hope helped. But I was just honest in the midst of it and just said, you know what? I don't know. No one's ever asked me that question before. That is a perfectly valid answer. Because it speaks of a living faith. It speaks of a faith that says I am growing and developing and finding out more about the Saviour that I know and the God that I believe in. So we're not people who know it all, we're people who know something and therefore people might be willing to ask people who are on a journey, can I join you on your journey? This peace that you seem to have, can I get some of it? Absolutely, why don't you come and join me on the journey? I'm not talking about physically holding hands and walking off down the road, I'm talking about having a conversation, having a conversation and seek peace and pursue it. In this season of change, in this season of uncertainty, there are a few things that are absolutely certain. God is there. He's there for us, his people. And he wants to get to know us. He's a creative God and he's a redeeming God. He created the world. He put man in it. He gave us stewardship over it. And then we made a bit of a mess of it. And now he's having to redeem it. And his redemption plan was Jesus, his only son, who paid the price, because he is a just God. He paid the price for you and for me, that we can have a continuing relationship with our creator God. So in this season of uncertainty, in this season of change, let's walk with confidence, let's walk with boldness, let's walk with faith, let's walk with peace, and even sometimes even with joy, why not? And let's just see what God will do. Let me pray. Father God, thank you that we can meet. Thank you for all those who are in the room, those who are listening online, those who are listening later. Father, thank you that we can continue to declare that you are God. Even despite shelves being empty, you are God. Even despite people having having symptoms, you are God. Even despite people isolating uh, for whatever reasons at home, you are still God. You are Lord of all. And so, Father God, I pray that you'd cause faith to rise up in us, faith in you, and faith in your Son, and faith in your Word, that we will step with boldness into the days ahead, with confidence, and with peace, for your glory. Amen. Just before Letty comes back, two two things.